Welcome into the Great Lakes Sports Network Michigan State Podcast. I am Tyler Hayward. You can check out this specific podcast on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. The Facebook page, Great Lakes Sports Network, has links to all of our different podcasts. The uh, Tigers Podcast, which is uh, hosted by Chris Stan. He did something about September call-ups. Uh, we're not going to see much from him until the recap of the season as... Look, no one wants to talk about the Tigers. Like, what what do you need to say that hasn't already been said since Memorial Day? The team can't hit. They have 21 shutouts this season. Um, Might set the record tonight for uh, shutouts in a year. Just horrible. They can't hit. They're pitching solid. That's it. So, I mean, nothing really to talk about. But there is something about the September call-ups, and he'll hit you up with the recaps as well. And then we'll really get flowing into the Tigers stuff next season. Hopefully a better season. Can't be much worse. Um, You can also check out Ryan and Mike covering the uh, Detroit Lions. We'll be talking about a defensive end uh, who tends to over-pursue. Crazy, you didn't think that would happen coming out of the University of Michigan. We're not going to do that here. We're going to talk a little bit about the Big Ten Defensive Player of the Week, though, for the second straight time. We'll talk about him in a second. Red Wing stuff, we started this in the offseason. We'll get that up and running uh, when breaking news hits or as the season starts to roll around, whichever comes first. And obviously we'll have our Michigan stuff with Jeremy as well. So lots of good stuff. Uh, coming your way, but it is football season in full. Oh, and uh, the Cover 3 podcast by Nate Moss um, and I, uh, which is our betting podcast, and Nate will also be covering the Pistons for us. Same situation, breaking news hits, or as the season rolls around, whichever comes first with that. Um, But we are full swing in football, and we are going to be talking about a defensive end that, like I said, does not over-pursue, and that is Jacoby Winman. Jacoby Winman on an absolute tear as of late. Uh, just <laughs> the Big Ten Defensive Player of the Week for the second consecutive week. And this is where I'm drawing the line. This line is this line in the sand right now. I'm looking through the comments because of this type of stuff, which I don't do it often, but there are certain things that intrigue me that, yeah, I do look for. I'm not saying I just completely avoid them at all times. I'm looking through the comments of some of these posts about Jacoby Winman. And I'm looking to see if any of those comments reflect my potential fears. Which is, this guy is Janal St. Deke. And Janal St. Deke was a very good football player for Michigan State. But he had a season that, when you look at statistically, you're like, wow, that was incredible. You know, he did a really good job there. But when you looked at the games, he faded after conference play started after you started playing the real opponents and that that's a little bit of my concern that being said those types of comments are typically coming from michigan fans um i'm gonna go ahead i'm gonna take a look at your schedule right now here um, i know i shouldn't be doing this as i'm driving but you got uh let's see albion high school um Let's see. Lansing Waverly Middle School. That That's who you're playing, and you, you're going to make comments about, oh, this guy's overrated. Look, this guy has been the best pass rusher in the Big Ten 
regardless of who you play. And that's what these awards are based off of. If Peyton Thorne could have torn apart Akron, he would have been Offensive Player of the Week. If C.J. Stroud would have ripped apart, ripped apart Akron, if they ended up playing Akron and he just shredded them for 600 yards, he'd be Offensive Player of the Week. doesn't matter who you play. Jacoby Winman has been an absolute beast lately, and he's pushed this defense because of his pass rush, because it hasn't come up the middle as much as I was thinking that you would get with uh, Barrow, with Slade, and those types of guys. It, it's not coming up the middle like that. So I'm happy that he's doing that, and I think he's helping to push this defense into, well, what it wasn't last year, which last year everybody knows. It was bend, but don't break. This team doesn't break. They may break you because they can all thump. Kendall Brooks can hit. Henderson, when he comes back, Angelo Gross can hit. Chuck Brantley, for being about 125 pounds, can lay the wood. Cal Halliday can hit. Like All of these guys have the ability to thump and look Winman's been the leader of it and if Darius Snow were here it'd be that much better but it is what it is this team right now to me when you look at them play defense yes they're still giving up the same type of uh, plays that they gave up last year you know something between 5-10 yards probably over the middle up the seam Probably along the sidelines. You know, there's not a lot of that in-between area that other offenses tend to occupy. So I'm a little, uh, I'm a little concerned about that. I'm a little concerned about Winman being more or less just capitalizing on the lack of strength of schedule. And look, we don't even know how he's going to play. We'll see how that plays out. Washington's this weekend. Guess what? That's a pretty good first test. But let's not act like, I mean, Akron's absolutely terrible, but they also have a ton of Power 5 transfers. And so let's not just sit there and act like it's Hawaii or a UConn team that didn't play two years ago or whatever it may be. All right, Jacoby Winman has earned that award two weeks in a row. Three forced fumbles, one week, four sacks, the week prior he deserves it now is he going is he going to keep pace no absolutely not but you know what you can do a lot with three games Aiden Hutchinson almost won the Heisman off of three games so let's well I think we should definitely give Winman his flowers let's also be uh, cautiously optimistic about his performances I, I think there's a happy ground a happy medium you know both can be true in this middle ground so that that's kind of where I stand with that and as far as the rest of the defense is concerned look it's obviously better than last year's there are some concerns of mine and we're going to touch a little bit more on those uh later this week when we do our Washington preview uh, I know I didn't necessarily give you an Akron preview I kind of tied that in with the Western Michigan uh wrap up but I mean, what more do you want me to say? You, you kind of knew how the Akron game was going to turn out. I didn't really expect the biggest shutout in Michigan State history since 1957. But it, it wasn't going to be close. Um, 
probably wouldn't have been close if uh, you know, Peyton Thorne would have played up to the standard that he set a year ago. Now, I'm... Look, Mel Tucker says he's not concerned, and I'd be lying if I said I echoed those sentiments. He absolutely should be concerned. Like I said, you, you got some power five players. Jez Lord Boateng, who everyone thought was going to be an eventual stud for Michigan State. You had some power five players on Akron. Western Michigan was a top 20 uh, team as far as their past defense goes. Top 25, I'm not 100% sure where they landed. They were a top 20 team, I think, as far as uh, their past defense goes. And, I mean, Thorne didn't look great then either. This is not good. Western Michigan wasn't playing against C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young and Caleb Williams and all those guys. Western Michigan was going against Bowling Green and Ball State. Mostly. Uh, I mean, Kenny Pickett was thrown in there, I guess, but that's just one game. This is concerning if you're a Michigan State fan, and I think you absolutely should be concerned. Now, at the same time... Do I think this is going to hold? And kind of like my Jacoby Windman thing, I think there's a middle ground. No, I don't think it's going to hold. At the same time, Peyton Thorne may have been a little bit overrated. Which is not a but. Which I'm not ready to jump all the way into that pool yet. You know, that's something for well, maybe Saturday night. But he may have been a little overrated. I Like I said, I thought he was the third best quarterback in the Big Ten behind Stroud and Aiden O'Connell. Um, and I was, you know, up until we saw what McNamara was providing U of M this year. I was kind of on that maybe McNamara-ish level. Uh, as far as Thorne goes, though, the, the one comment that I hate seeing is, oh, Noah Kim's look good in two games. Noah Kim has two pass attempts in his career. You can stop that. Now, his touchdown was a freaking rope. I loved that. I was in the end zone where that happened. That was incredible. The TV, the angles on the TV did not do it justice. Noah Kim just lasered that thing in there. That was incredible. I didn't even stand up to celebrate that one. Me and my boy, me and Chris, we were, uh, we just kind of looked at each other with our jaws dropped. Like, that was impressive when you see it from that back angle and see who and what he threaded that through whoo man that was something else but cool with the Noah Kim talk and Peyton Thorne on a short leash blah 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 short leash blah 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 because what it is is a lot of Michigan State fans were saying McNamara should start because of what he did last year even after the struggles in whoever their first game was against Colorado State um now you're going to say it about Peyton Thorne, but you're going to do it in reverse and say, no, Kim should be the starter instead of Jaden. No, look, common sense, Ben. What was it, 13 games? The way he played in 13 games last season? Caps, whatever he did, uh, over two games. 13 games is more than two games, and I expect him to up his level to what he was at. There's newer receivers. Um, 
you're playing with a lot of new toys if you're Peyton Thorne. You know, you can say, oh, well, Mosley and Reed. Peyton Thorne has spread the ball around. He has two different tight ends. Malik Carr is still, you know, relatively new in regard to his extended role. Daniel Barker is a new tight end. Keon Coleman is a new weapon. Yeah, he came on last, late last year as well, just kind of like Malik Carr. Um, Jeremy Bernard is a new weapon. These are all newer players. And when you have these blowout-type games, yeah, Western wasn't that big of a blowout, but when you have these blowout-type games like Akron, and you factor in Jane Reed getting hurt, you know, you take Jane Reed out of it, then the only guy he's really had that connection with is Tyler Hunt and Trey Mosley. And Mosley was the number three last year. He does a good job spreading the ball around. Now, there are some things that last year he was able to throw it off his back foot. He's not able to do it this year. Um, he stepped into a little bit more last year as well to avoid that type of throw. Um, and he's not doing that this year. These are types, the types of things that I think can be fixed. And I think as he, what, quarterbacks don't get hit all spring, barely get touched. He gets hit a couple times. I think he's going to be able to settle down. I think he's going to be able to make those plays that we saw him make last year. And so I'm not overly concerned. If you had to sit there and you had to tell me, all right, Tyler, 0-10, how concerned are you? Look, I'd give it a 3. I'd give him a 3. I'd give it a 3 as far as my concern goes because, like I said, I feel like last year was more the norm. An entire season is more the norm than uh, what it was this year. And I know there's uh, people who don't watch Michigan State play who talked about his turnover issues late last year. Look, a lot of his stuff, uh, deflected balls. Uh, there was an arm punt against Michigan. There Rutgers, there was an interception against Rutgers that wasn't even an, an interception. Which, by the way, the officiating Saturday was trash. Daniel Barker caught that ball. Um, I, and the fact that it didn't get reviewed is just completely beyond me. There were some other things that happened during the course of that game that just blew my mind as far as the officiating goes and what they were looking at and even some of the reviews that they did make. And I can believe the amateurism of that officiating staff um but i digress like i said peyton peyton thorn not that uh part part of the reason i got him as a three in this regard is a the running game is really good you know Berger and brassard are both fantastic elijah collins has shown that he is every bit the running back that we saw his freshman year when he rushed for almost a thousand yards. Those are the types of uh, things that kind of give me comfort. Another th- another thing that does give me comfort is the Big Ten's just not good this year. And in an even larger picture, when you look at Michigan State's rankings, what are there are nine and eleven in the polls? I don't know which. I think the coaches poll has Michigan State at nine. And when I sat there and I looked at it, I was like, 
wow, man, that is way too high. But then you look at the teams that lost this past weekend. You look at the fact that, I mean, Notre Dame just completely fell out of the top 25. Uh, I think they're, like, between 33 and 36 as far as receiving uh, votes go. Um, Texas A&M lost to Appalachian State, who should be 2-0 on the season if that receiver didn't turn around on two-point conversion against North Carolina and just kept running his route. Excuse me. But football, the college football landscape is not that good. Michigan is good. Ohio State is good. Alabama is probably along the lines of very good. Uh, even though they barely beat out uh, Texas. There, there's only one top dog <laughs> in college football this year, and that is the Georgia Dogs. I'm not saying they won't lose to Alabama, but, hey, they lost to them last year and still managed to uh, win the Natty. So that that's kind of where it's in. Like, between the Big Ten, East, Penn State's Penn State, Michigan, great offense. Um, but look, still lost a lot on defense, and we don't know anything about that. You know, you lost your four best players defensively, and, uh, maybe four of your five if you include Turner in there. I might, but we don't know about them defensively. Penn State's Penn State; they are what they are. They are who they thought they were, in the words of Denny Green. Uh, rest in peace. And then Maryland, terrible on defense. Rutgers, <laughs> okay. Um, pretty much the entire Big Ten West. I think Minnesota might be decent. Minnesota's probably going to sneak in there. But even then, if you had to sit there and you had to power rank the Big Ten teams, which I know we haven't done since week one, <laughs> Minnesota's probably four or five despite being the best team in the West. So, and well, Michigan State will get an opportunity against Minnesota coming up, so we'll, we'll see how that goes. And I think that that's going to tell you a lot about this Michigan State team. Obviously, Saturday will as well in their matchup against Washington. And we'll, like I said, we'll cover that coming up this week. Um, but yeah, the Big Ten landscape is kind of weak. The national landscape looks kind of weak. And how that kind of ties in Peyton Thorne is, you have, like I said, you have good running game. You have receivers that will bail you out from time to time with Reed and Coleman and Mosley and uh, Barker and wh- whoever it may be. Tyler Hunt's got the ability to do it from more of a mental aspect. Those, those guys can bail Peyton Thorne out a little bit. The running game can bail him out a little bit. Um when you look at the defense like I said the defense has forced a ton of turnovers as of late we don't know if that's going to hold true it definitely won't at the rate that it's going right now Um, but I, I think there's enough in place for this Michigan State team even if Thorne isn't what he was but he falls at some middle ground between last year and where he's currently residing this year. If he's able to 
fall in that middle ground. I think this Michigan State team, look, it's another New Year Six Bowl. No one was expecting you to win the national championship this year. A lot of people have eight, nine wins. Vegas has you a seven and a half. So, or had you at seven and a half uh, when the season opened. Well, you've got the two. You got two of them that you're supposed to. But there's a stretch of these 50-50 games pending upon the defensive improvement for Michigan State, which we still need to see a little bit more of. I'm. I don't want to say content where I'm at, but with the improvement of Kimbrough, Kimbrough made a Jeff Okuda type leap um, between this year and last. Um, he looked the part of nickel corner, and that was something that I said, is I think him playing on the inside, him playing more of that man-type role, where on the outside they did a little more zone stuff, I think that uh, that made him better. And it made the defense faster. And amongst all those things, I think uh, I think the defense has improved, um, even despite the loss of my favorite player on that defense and Darius Snow. I I'm just, well, I'm not concerned about Thorne's play. I don't think it's going to, in the long term, impact how we look at this Michigan State team at the end of the season. I guess, I guess that's the point I'm trying to make. But uh, that's where I stand. Go ahead, let me know where you stand in the comments as far as that goes. Uh, like I said, a lot of good stuff coming up on the Great Lakes Sports Network. Ryan and Mike should have a uh, Philadelphia recap and whether or not we think Detroit is actually uh, making that jump to that 7-8 wind area 7-8 win area and uh, like I said we'll have uh, Tigers recap when this season mercifully ends uh, should have some Michigan stuff coming down the pipe uh, Red Wing stuff and Piston stuff when that gets started Nate Moss and I will be on cover 3 this week as well we didn't really match our success over the last two uh, seasons uh, this time around, but should have that coming up and uh, should be on the right track uh, hopefully next week. But that does it for us for the Great Lakes Sports Network, Michigan State Podcast. I am Tyler Hayward.